This is August 24, 2010, in Poland, Balaram's Appearance Day Initiation. Generally, at an initiation ceremony, Srila Prabhupada would speak about the ten offenses to the Holy Name. Because if we are chanting with offenses, the Holy Name will not reveal His potency and His sweetness. Just like anybody, if I want to get to know you, but if I offend you, you won't really show yourself to me. You'll step back. And one can go on chanting, chanting, chanting. The Prabhupada said it's like cooking with smoke. So when you cook, you want the pot right on the fire. Just imagine if we had a stove here, and we hung the pot from the ceiling. It would take a very long time to cook. Chanting with offenses is like that. So the first offense is to blaspheme the devotees who have dedicated their lives to propagating the holy name of the Lord. Sometimes at an initiation, Srila Prabhupada would say that this means don't criticize people like Lord Jesus or Muhammad. Uh, they may be preaching in a different system. But still they are preaching the glories of the Lord. Vishuna Chakravati Thakur, Sridhar Swami, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, they explain the different varieties of this offense. That even if we do not feel joy upon seeing a Vaishnava, the Holy Name will not be pleased. Oh, is that Vaishnava? <sighs> that is also an offense. Of course, we have to be discriminating in our association. Some people we serve, with some we make friendship, some we instruct, some people we just respect in the mind. Just like Mars was saying about Vidvita, how he fell down due to bad association. So if someone who's a devotee is not a good association, we may just respect. 
respect in the mind. But we should not criticize. Actually, everyone is a devotee. We should not criticize anyone. Always try to see the good qualities. Of all of the qualities Rupa Goswami mentions, could mention, when he describes the topmost devotee, in Upadesh Amrita, he gives only two qualities. What are they? Not criticizing. Not only not criticizing. Being free from the tendency to criticize. Undeviating devotional service. And nothing in the heart to criticize. That means no envy. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, in the spiritual world, there's only two rules. This is from Bhaktivinoda in the section on Niyamagraha. Have prema and don't envy. And just like if I insult your child, there's no way I can be your friend. So, please take this as very important. In the Nectar Devotion, Srila Prabhupada says that this offending devotees can make us take birth in a low family. Where again we'll have a chance to execute our Krishna consciousness. So maybe we have a pretty good idea that in our previous lives we also had some connection with Krishna. But if we took birth in a low family, it could be because in our previous life we were offensive to do the second offense is a little interesting. It is explained different ways in different places. Generally, we say this offense is to think that the names of the demigods and the names of Krishna are the same. This offense can also mean to think there is a difference between Krishna and his name. Or to criticize any name of God. The third offense is to think the Guru is just an ordinary person. Why should I follow the Guru's instructions? Be disrespectful, disobedient. Of course, one also must have discrimination. 
Творца. Some of the instructions of the Guru are eternal. And for everybody at all times. And some of them are just for a particular person at a particular time. And one has to become intelligent and discriminating. And not just follow the externals of the rules. But take up the spirit of the rules. The next defense is to blaspheme the scripture. When Rupa Goswami explains the qualification for taking up bhakti, he said it depends on how much faith one has in the Shastra. Shastras are guide. The words of God and the Rishis. If we say, oh, this part of the Shastra I will follow, and this part of the Shastra I will not follow. Recently I went to a, a talk by one scholar. And he said, there is one verse, only one verse in the Bhagavad Gita that I follow. I told you everything. Yes. Where Krishna says, "Okay, I have told you everything. Now you do whatever you want." He says that verse I follow perfectly. So, in order to follow the Shastra, one really has to understand the Shastra. Not like a fanatic. Not taking one sentence. And throwing it at the other devotees. I have to understand the Shastra in context. Who is speaking? What are they speaking about? So we can actually apply the deep meaning of the Shastra. This offense also applies that we should not criticize any Shastra. One time, Dr. Patel in Mumbai was speaking to Prabhupada. And he was criticizing the parts of the Vedas that allow animal sacrifice. And Prabhupada said, no, do not criticize the Shastra. Everything is there for some purpose. In the pharmacy, there's many kinds of medicine for different patients. The next defense is to think that the glories of the holy name are imagined or exaggerated. Mm -hmm. 
is a very tricky offense. Because we hear that just one time saying the name of Krishna can give all perfection. And that Krishna is the same as his name. But someone may think, well, I've been chanting for so many years. I've said the name of Krishna so many times. Thousands and thousands. But I don't have all perfection. I'm not liberated. I'm still affected by lust and anger and grief. Probably these descriptions are all imaginary. Must be exaggerations. So the mind can say like this. Must be something wrong with the name. Srila Prabhupada said that if one is not making advancement, just like eating, if someone says, I'm eating, but I'm not becoming full, then either they're not actually eating, like you're just chewing gum, or there's some parasite in the intestines that's taking all the nourishment. So it's explained in Bhagavatam that if my heart doesn't melt upon chanting, there's nothing wrong with the holy name. But all my offenses have made my heart like a piece of steel. The next offense is to imagine some interpretation of the holy name. Just like in the early days of Iskhan, when the, the famous poet Allen Ginsberg met with Srila Prabhupada, he said the reason people become purified from chanting is because it forces you to breathe in a certain way. Like yogic pranayama. Not to imagine something. Uh, the next offense is to commit sin on the strength of chanting. And this Prabhupada would sometimes say is the worst offense. There were three offenses that he would say this is the worst Offending the devotees, disobeying the Guru, or committing sin on the strength of chanting. 
with Bhaktivinoda Thakur comments on the Shikshastika. He said, for this offense there is no cure. Except to chant constantly. There is no other atonement. And if someone thinks, Krishna is protecting me. I can do whatever I like. So on the gross platform, this means you go to the bar, you become intoxicated, and then you think, oh, now I'll chant some mantras. Then I don't have to say. And then again you do some nonsense. I'll just chant like that's on the gross platform. On the more subtle platform. It's thinking. I'm a devotee. I chant my rounds. I follow principles. I do some service. So if I do this nonsense over here, it's okay. It's not very important. Krishna will take care of that. Because I'm a devotee. Using Krishna. Very discreet. Nobody likes to be used. Exploitive mentality. This is not to say. That if we're not perfect, we are committing this offense. It's not to say. It is the attitude. In his purport to Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, text 31. Prabhupada says that in the beginning we may not perfectly follow everything all the time. But we don't resent the principle. We don't say, oh, there's something wrong with the rules. Or we don't say, oh, it's okay. Krishna will take care of it, it's okay. We respect the principle. And Prabhupada said, we go on without consideration of defeat or hopelessness. With both enthusiasm and repentance. Another is we think the holy name is a religious ritual. It's something mechanical. Just like you have some machine. Like this machine. I push this button. Does what I want it to do. Usually. So if we think the holy name is like that. Like it's some kind of machine. Some kind of ritual. The holy name is our being with God. It's our offering of service. 
It's our having a relationship of love and service with the Supreme Person. It's not mechanical. It's not a ritual. It's not something I do so I can get something in this world. The next defense is to instruct a faithless person in the chanting of the Holy Name. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that in the Harinam Chintamani that this specifically applies to a guru. Who accepts an unqualified disciple because maybe that disciple has money or they're famous. But it also can apply to anyone. If I try to instruct a person who is not ready to hear, do you know what are the austerities of speech? Truthful. Pleasing. Not agitating to others. Citing the Vedic scriptures and one more. Any of the ladies? I didn't want to repeat. I didn't say Mataji, I said What is the other one? Truthful? Pleasing? Not agitating to others? Always reciting Vedic literature? What is the last one? Because it's not only to be truthful. If you have an ugly baby, and I say your baby is very ugly, that's not austerity of speech. Not only truthful, beneficial. And beneficial means that the other person is open to hearing. If I speak a truth that you are not able to hear, I may harm you. Why do we sometimes say truth that others are not ready to hear? What is motivating us? Mm, pride. Just see how fallen that person is. 
I told them truth and they became angry. So that means if we're going to instruct others, there has to be a relationship. And we have to know how much that person can hear. Then their offense is to maintain our material attachments. It is not an offense to have material attachments. Otherwise, we're all finished. <laughs> There's no more Hare Krishna movement. Only maybe 20 people in the Hare Krishna movement. The offense is to maintain your attachments. All my dear attachment. Please sit down here. Take some water. Have this fan. Be very comfortable. Stay here in my heart. Nice, nice attachment. Just like sometimes people keep a dangerous animal for a pet. And then one day they don't come to work. True. Where's Mr. Jones? They go to the house and their pet has eaten them. One big happy snake. This, this actually happens. Oh, nice tiger. No, don't make your material attachments into your most dear pets. When Krishna tells you from the heart to the guru from the shastra anyhow he tells you some stranger on the street saying something to you that's a material attention that's coming between you and me. This attachment means we cannot exchange love. You have some very nice thing. My nice tiger. And Krishna says, that's a tiger. Say, yes, Lord, without fear, and you let it go. Yes, Lord, you can take this away. Then Krishna removes. But Krishna will not take away by force. Just like if you have some tumor, the doctor will not go into your house in the middle of the night and give you some anesthesia. 
The doctor will say, this is a tumor. It's going to kill you. And you have to willingly go. Here, take it. Take it out. If you want to make advancement very quickly, whenever Krishna reveals that there is some attachment, say, Lord, take it out. And if you are afraid to do that, then ask Krishna for courage. So we also say it is an offense to be inattentive. And Bhakti Vinod said that this is the key for all the other offenses. To do our best to be attentive. Of course, not just for our chanting. For everything. Pay attention when you're chanting Java. Kirtan. You're serving the devotees. When we're reading. Everything we do. To do with attention. And then our purification will come very quickly. So if we do our best to avoid these offenses, then very soon we will enter into our loving relationship of service with Krishna. Thank you very much for giving me an opportunity to Спасибо большое, что дали мне возможность поговорить с Вашим 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 Ваш